Hello and welcome back to Empowering, a podcast designed to help you navigate your eating disorder recovery as well as just give you some general advice on your recovery. I am your host Emily Donoher and today's episode is all about friendships and eating disorders or relationships and eating disorders and my experience. This will be a part of this podcast this will be a series almost where I will be having my friends on the podcast at some point to interview and really just talk about our experience our experience of being in a friendship whilst I was ill with my eating disorder because as much as we like to pretend it doesn't affect our friendships or our friends it does you know and today's episode is me getting really real and candid and I actually for most of my podcasts I have a very uh, detailed outline of where I want to go in the episode what I want to address I have bullet points and sometimes I paraphrase things and but today I don't and that's because I'll be talking about something that is very close and personal to me. I'll be sharing my experience of losing friends uh, because of my eating disorder and really just talking about the rough times I've had um, in my friendships when I was in, you know, actively engaging in my eating disorder. But as I do in every episode, I just want to give a little disclaimer and say that I am not a medical professional, I'm not trained in this field, I cannot diagnose or give any ground medical advice. I can simply just advise you based on my own personal experiences. And trigger warning, I will be talking about eating disorders in quite some depth, so if you do not feel like you're in a great place, do not listen to this episode, it's not worth it. But at the same time, I make sure that this is a very safe space for those with eating disorders or those who are supporting someone with an eating disorder so I will not be mentioning any triggering details per se. Now if you listened to the last podcast episode you would know that I have Covid right now which is why my voice sounds um weird and I might have to stop this a couple times to cough. Uh, Don't get Covid if you can help it guys because it's definitely nothing like I imagined it would be. Um, I thought it would just be like a cough, a tight chest, and I thought because I'm triple vaccinated, everything would be fine. But it's actually been hell. Um, so, yeah, just be careful. That's all I'll say. Just be really careful. Anyway, I also wanted to say I got the sweetest message today and I get a lot of sweet messages from people who have listened to the podcast and have said that something I said stood out for them or they relate and it means a lot to me because I am not a believer in everything happens for a reason but I believe that we are on certain paths in our lives and we are creating those paths every day with our choices we're molding those paths with our choices and so when I receive nice comments about the podcast saying it's helpful it really reminds me that I'm on the right path I'm creating the right path and you know today I've been so bored because of covid I feel so shit about myself I'm forced to rest 
and it's been challenging, it's been uncomfortable, but when I read that message that I got today, I immediately pulled out my laptop um, and I started recording this podcast episode because this is what I want to do, this is how I want to to spend my time, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to put out there into the world, this has got nothing to do with hidden agendas or trying to validate myself or looks or vanity or anything superficial, this is me trying to connect with you and trying to help you as well as help myself with this podcast so I do want to say that I might be incredibly harsh in this episode I may say some things that are quite not unsettling but are quite to the point and like kind of rude um specifically about um friendships You'll understand when I get more into it, but um, I just want to say this is not a judgment to anyone, you know? Well, for an example, what I mean by this is if I start saying that eating disorders make you manipulative. That's not to say I'm saying you're manipulative, I'm just saying eating disorders have a tendency to. Anyway, so I just want to say that if I come off blunt in this episode, it's not personal, I promise. Um, I'm talking about myself too. And yeah. I think sometimes we need to hear the the truth and not just the truth but like the raw hard-hitting truth about the impact eating disorders have because you see so much glamorization all over social media so I actually want to get quite blunt and to the point today. Now friendships and eating disorders. I would tell anyone that you have to do what is best for yourself and what's best for your mental health because you have to protect it. Now, I'm telling you that, but that would also apply to your friends and your family. So, when I say that, what I mean is your friends or your family, say you've got a brother or a sister or a best friend close to you, say that they necessarily are being negatively impacted by your eating disorder in the sense that maybe it's um, making them conscious of calories or making them conscious of their body or whatever it is, if they are being negatively impacted, my advice would be you have to get some distance just to protect your own mental health. Now, that is complicated because at the same time the person struggling with an eating disorder is going to need all the support they can but if it gets to a point where it's negatively impacting you you have to step away from the situation so that's what I mean when I say I'm going to be blunt is the fact that I'm not gonna come on this podcast and say that oh well they were all shit friends for leaving you because it's not as simple as that I think that on one hand you have to do what's best for you and if that means getting some distance from someone who is negatively impacting your mental health great but at the same time if you are the one struggling with your mental health and you need a support system they should be there so it's really difficult to balance that's why friendships are so 
complicated when you're struggling with an eating disorder because you have that balance or you're trying to find that balance or maybe you don't have that balance of trying to having you know having people try to be there for you but also not get too deep in that they are negatively affected at the same time now I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna share a story a story I'm gonna share something that happened from my personal life as a result of my eating disorder um that I am completely understanding of it now and I'm so glad it worked out the way it did I'm I'm the best I've been in terms of my friendships I've got the best people in my life ever and I couldn't I wouldn't change anything so I'm so glad this happened but it's still something that happened it's still something that you know is it it did affect me even though obviously I am so much happier that it happened now looking back but at the time it was very difficult to manage so I growing up I had two best friends now one of my best friends I met at the beginning of high school and me and my two best friends we were a three we're gonna call this person Sarah, Sarah and Molly, okay, so I met Sarah in year seven, and if you're not from the UK, um, I believe year seven is sixth, sixth grade, maybe, I don't know, it was the beginning of high school for me, secondary school, and we were a three, me, Sarah, and Molly, we were a three, but I knew Molly since I was about seven six and we were best friends as well so I get to high school I'm in this amazing friendship of three we're very close anyway um I won't go too into detail about this but in year nine so a few years later uh, Molly developed anorexia and so it was very difficult for me and um Sally because no one else knew about this, she wasn't under any, um, you know, she hadn't been to the doctors, she hadn't had any support or anything, and so it was just all around very difficult, because we were the only people who knew, and we wanted to tell someone, because we were very worried, but at the same time, you're in that situation where you don't want to betray them, you don't want to make them feel lonely, or isolated, or lose their trust, but at the same time, you're worried about them, anyway, um, eventually she got help for it but at the same time it was very difficult for me and Sally um, to deal with obviously we did our best and then she took some time off school she came back and us three would sit in a teacher's classroom so she could be um, supervised while she ate anyway so we get to year 11 now this is the end of high school this is my last year of high school and I develop disordered eating that has absolutely nothing to do with weight or calories or shape I um have spoken about orthorexia in another uh podcast episode but obviously this friend um Molly who has anorexia who was doing really well in recovery she obviously knew that it wasn't right that I wasn't eating much and obviously we spent lunchtime together so when I wasn't eating uh, she would bring it up to me and be like why aren't you eating it was two complete different issues the anorexia and the orthorexia and they never clashed I want to say um we were just very supportive of one another now I just want to say that at the time 
this friendship group was the best thing in my life. We were like a three. We were like sisters. It was the best. We do absolutely everything together. We were very supportive of one another. And so at this time in my life, that friendship was the most important thing to me um, ever. I just think that's important to know. So it kind of makes sense why this situation is such a big deal to me. So now we're in college, we grow apart, um, we're all still best friends but we have other friendship groups now and uh, we just grow apart a little bit. Anyway, I developed anorexia. It really took its toll on me in the lockdown of 2020. So I obviously uh, became ill and I couldn't see any of my friends because we're in lockdown but we had a group chat, me and my two best friends, we were in this group chat, we always checked in on each other, we sent each other all of our, everything we did in a day, we tell each other, you know, that kind of friendship. And so I was open with these two about my struggles. Now, Molly at the time uh, was doing really well in recovery from her eating disorder, and I was not doing well at all because this is when it first happened and so I was losing weight, I was withdrawn, I was lying to them and they knew I was lying to them. Now these two friends, these two of my best friends, Molly and Sally, uh, they are very, I swear to god I called her Sarah but now I'm thinking back I've called her Sally. Anyway we're gonna ignore that. So Molly and Sally are very tough love people. So they will tell me straight up if they think I'm lying to me, they will tell me what they really think and that is both a blessing and a curse. <laughs> um, so obviously during this time I became very manipulative and I was lying a lot and I, they just knew, you know, they knew and I was doing a lot of things they did not approve of. I was engaging in my eating disorder they didn't obviously not approve of it because that sounds like that sounds bad but um they were they thought a lot of the things I was doing wasn't healthy at that time in my life and so they would tell they would tell me they would call me out they would give me tough love because I think that's what I needed and this was the same time where my dad was diagnosed with a terminal illness and so I was really struggling mentally and I think I used my eating disorder as a coping mechanism for dealing with the fact that my dad was dying and I was his carer and all the stress at home that that brought about. So I felt like tough love was doing the opposite because I was struggling I was really struggling with my mental health and with my dad dying and with being a full-time carer, stuck in lockdown, not having any source of escape except my eating disorder. So when they would give me tough love, it felt counterproductive because they thought they were doing it to help me. They thought that being tough on me was gonna help me when really I think there was miscommunication because they failed to see that what I needed was to was to be supported and understood because I wasn't doing this to upset them, I wasn't doing this to um, make my mum's life harder, make their life harder or just lose weight, I wasn't just doing it to lose weight, it was a coping mechanism to cope with the fact that my dad was dying and 
I think that was misunderstood and so we had a lot of miscommunication we had a lot of arguments about the fact that I had developed an eating disorder now that is no judgment to them we were a very very close friendship group and we were so close we acted like sisters so we'd argue and we'd shout at each other and we cared so much about each other and so my eating disorder created a lot of arguments because they would accuse me of lying which I was but I was in denial so I was arguing back with them and our entire friendship just went to shit basically so in the end um they stepped back I stepped back and I just did my thing I was in treatment I was getting help I was getting better slowly then I relapsed again and it was just the friendship just sort of went not went away but we really lost our closeness during the time I had an eating disorder now looking back I understand why because Molly suffered from anorexia she recovered and then I suffered from anorexia years later now I think for anyone with an eating disorder you know how competitive they can be you know how easily triggered you can get and so I don't blame Molly for not wanting to be around me anymore because she was struggling and she was finally doing well and I think it brought back a lot of memories and I think that generally I just was not good for her and that's okay It's something that obviously I wish I could change, but at the same time, it wasn't my fault. Anyway, I get better and my dad dies. So all my friends are invited to my dad's funeral and all of them came except Molly. Now, I already had some other issues with Molly at the time that had nothing to do with my eating disorder, just things from the past just general friendship issues um and molly didn't come to my dad's funeral because she was going on a date now we had been best friends for seven years in the last year uh in the year before you know the year leading up to my dad's funeral our friendship wasn't great but she didn't show up to my dad's funeral now that for me was very upsetting but at the same time I didn't really give a shit on the day because I was just grateful that I had five of the amazing best friends who I'm so close with came to show their support I obviously um it was a very hard day but I had great people around me Molly wasn't there But at the same time, I kind of just didn't care that day because it was my dad's funeral. I had other things to worry about. Now, months later, Molly goes to university. Molly's the only person out of the friendship group to have gone to university yet because the rest of us were staying home to do another year and then go to university. Kind of take like a gap year, but study. (laughs) Um, So Molly goes to university. I don't hear from her much at all. She kind of uh, just cuts me off um well I didn't know this at the time I just kind of thought she was busy whatever so I then find out that 
Molly told the entire friendship group the day of my dad's funeral that she was going to ghost me. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think that after seven years of being bestest friends with someone, the day you should ghost them is on their dad's funeral. Like, mm. But anyway, I figured this out and I found this out and when I found out, I was like, okay, um, shit, because it's strange. On one hand, we had seven years of amazing memories together. We went on holidays together. We were just inseparable. Our group of three was inseparable. And so it was hard on that hand. And it was also hard because of the way she went about it. You know, on the day of my dad's funeral, she didn't show up to my dad's funeral because she was on a date. Like there were little things. And I was also mad at her because I felt like she didn't understand or support me whilst I was struggling so much with my mental health. But on the other hand, I get why she wanted to ghost me because I can imagine that my struggling with an eating disorder, me struggling with an eating disorder was detrimental to her and her recovery. So I understand that, which is why I wanted to create this episode to share how your friendships can be affected because I lost my best friend of seven years and I'm putting that down to my eating disorder because like I've said, eating disorders make us manipulative, they turn us into liars, they turn us into people that people don't recognise. Now, honestly, I think eating disorders, like I've said, turn us into visions of ourselves that other people might not want to be around. And at the end of the day, that's very heartbreaking. But at the same time, it's it's understandable in a sense. Because you have to do what's best for you. You have to do what's best for you and what makes you happy. And when you are not benefiting someone else, someone else's mental health, when you're making it worse, it might be best for you to get some distance. But not in a way that's going to accumulate drama, right? Not like, have an argument with them. But just, I think maturity is getting to an age where you mutually agree that a friendship's not benefiting you anymore and so you have to step back from that but it's also hard because when you are struggling with an eating disorder or any mental illness and when it takes over you need a good support system You need to have your friends around you. You need to have people not be tough on you. You already have like therapists being tough on you. Your brain's already bullying you. You don't need your friends to be tough on you. You need your friends to understand and try and support you. If you can hear a train in the background, I'm sorry, I've got my window open because it's very hot. So like I've said, on one hand, you've got the fact that people should do what's best for them, even if that means getting distance. But on the other hand, you need a good support system. So when is it too much? I can't blame the people I have lost as a result of my eating disorder, but I also feel a lot of sadness that it turned out the way it did. Now, I don't regret, well, it wasn't my choice (laughs) to lose that friend. I am not regretful 
at the fact that I lost this friend of seven years because I have never been more content with the people I have in my life and that relationship was um unhealthy for a lot of other reasons besides um my eating disorder so I have really benefited as a result and that's not to be uh bitter that's just true and but on the other hand I also just wish that she stood by me and I wish that I had that support I wish I didn't receive tough love I just wish I had people who could just say look I know you're struggling right now and I just want to be there for you sometimes that's all people can do because your friends your relationship your partners your your parents your siblings your teachers even they're not therapists they can't fix you they can't tell you exactly how to recover from your eating disorder how to get rid of the thoughts no one can do that no one can save you either and I think sometimes when you don't have a support system um, of professionals then you can rely on your friends to try and help you through it and that's okay when humans sometimes we just want someone to just tell us how to fix our problems but our friends are not going to be those people and I think sometimes we have to stop expecting them to because no one can do it for us if that makes sense no one else can recover for us no one can get the fork and put it in our mouths and chew and swallow no one can do any of the mental work for us only we can do that and I think it's very difficult if you don't have a support system of friends but at the same time trying to recognize that they can only support you they cannot tell you how to do it they cannot be your therapists in a sense and you cannot expect them to be perfect all the time sometimes they're going to get mad because it can be frustrating when you have someone you love so much and they're hurting themselves or self-destructing you can get angry and people are not perfect and it doesn't justify if you are mistreated by your friends or someone you love at all but at the same time I in my friendships have experienced people getting angry at me because I kept making the same mistakes over and over and wondering why I wasn't getting better so I think that you just have to make sure you've got a good line of communication with your friends they're your support system they cannot do it for you and you cannot expect them to to put you first and I know that's quite um blunt and harsh but at the same time you cannot expect people to sacrifice their own mental health to help you with yours and again I'm sorry that's so hard-hitting but I've spent the last year of my life learning that the hard way because my best friend of seven years ghosted me and I'm no longer bitter about that because things worked out the way they were meant to work out. I've got people in my life who support me so well, so so well and 
she had to do what she had to do for her own mental health and I fully support that. I would be a hypocrite if I said to everyone on here, you have to do what's best for you but only apply that to certain people because it works two ways. You've got to do what's best for you, your friends have to do what's best for them. If somehow your friendship is not helping either one of you, then it's best to just try and let that go as hard as it is. And don't get me wrong, my relationships right now, like I've said, are the best. And I'm not here saying that eating disorders will ruin your relationships because that's not always true. Sometimes your relationships can flourish. Sometimes your relationships are not even affected by your eating disorder, but I think we've all experienced how um, they can be. And so I just want to put this episode out there to let anyone know who's ever lost a friend because of an eating disorder that things work out the way they're meant to and you will be around people who you should be around you know I think that when people leave our lives no matter how long they were in them for or how impactful they were in our lives I think that instead of holding resentment towards that person and being bitter I think that you should just try and focus your energy on the people you do have in your lives and in recovery I've really managed to better my relationships with all the people in my lives, my family, my friends and it's really been the difference, it's really made the difference and I just want to let you all know that if you're struggling to recover if you're not in recovery right now, if you're at the early stages of recovery, let one of your recovery reasons be to restore your friendships or to improve your relationships because I promise you that is one of the biggest changes in recovery is the way you can interact with people, the way that you laugh, it's more genuine, the way you smile, the way you want to do things and you can join in. I think friendships can be very uh not I think friendships are ruined sometimes or damaged is the better word when you're struggling with an eating disorder but at the same time friendships can really flourish when you're in recovery from an eating disorder and so this episode is really out here to give you some brutal advice that I've learned the hard way um about trying to just accept that someone might cut you out because they had to do what's best for them it doesn't mean you're a bad person in the slightest and I think it's very important that you be kind to yourself you don't blame yourself for friendships ending because that's just natural that's just human nature we outgrow people we change friendships will no longer serve you maybe you are having a breakup it this is human nature to change. So I'm going to end today's episode here and I just want to say thank you so much for listening and I hope today's episode wasn't too blunt or harsh um, but I love you all and I'll see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.